podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can also follow our main accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Huskies on Tap. I'm home. It's about six o'clock. I got home a while ago. I'm being dramatic, but what a day. Uh, what a game. What a comeback that ultimately, you know, fell seven points short but saw us take the lead after a 99.5% win probability in Wyoming's way. NIU lost today 50-43 to to Wyoming. Anytime you give up 50 points in a game, you shouldn't even be in it. You know, there's college football games or arena football games that get to the level that tonight did. But, the, you know, I got home and my mom called me and she goes, they almost scored 100 points out there today. And I'm like, yeah, it was that type of game. Um every kind of emotion because it's like a real winnable game. You really want to be able to come away with those wins. But, I mean, it's a non-conference game, so it's not going to affect us in our, you know, journey to try and get to the MAC championship. And it's early in the season. Personally, the way I looked at it and, you know, I was talking with people after the game, last year's team would have lost that game by like 60 Last year's team would have lost that game by more than just the original 28. That was the biggest lead. Like that 28 would have gotten extended and they would have put us away even further. What we saw today from NIU, you know, I wanted to leave the moral victories in last season, but you know, the way they battled, the way they came back, uh, I was 42 to 26 or 42 to 16 halfway through the third, I believe. And from there on out, NIU goes on a 27-0 uh, run on the back of two Harrison Whaley touchdowns and a Clint Rakovich touchdown that eventually put us in the lead, but it was eventually erased a little over three minutes later. We'll get into that because as I was watching in the press box, again, I'm not a referee. I said it on the last episode when we were talking with Lance, but they were moving that ball before that ref even came out of the hood. So I don't know. It was a little bit different than I guess I've seen, and maybe I've never noticed that at an NFL or a college football game, but it was just strange to me that the ball was moved as I'm like looking down on the field and in the press box on the TV, and you can just clearly see the ref under the hood. So that was different to say the least, but either way, you gotta, you gotta finish. And, you know, again, proud of the guys for being in the position they were to even have a chance to win that game. And the defense has to be better. Obviously there's injuries uh, within the defense. I actually saw Devin Lafayette and talked to him for a brief moment uh, just as I was on my way out of the press conference. Um, And he's doing well. I was just like, yeah, man, I hope you're doing well. I hope everything goes well because we miss you out there. And, and yeah, he said, you know, he needed to get a nap in because he was a little tired. But other than that, it was good to see the kid. It was a smile on his face, too, nonetheless. So always a big fan of what he does on the field, and can't wait to see him back out there. But, yeah, a lot of different ways you can look at it. There was some play calling towards the end of the first half where you want to see a two-for-one situation executed, and it's like you run it on second and, and 14 or second and 10 or whatever it may have been, and you go backwards and then basically just concede for the rest of the half and say, hey, we're not going to score – Uh, We're just going to run the clock out and then punt. I didn't really like that. I guess the lack of urgency in the second half didn't really matter because they eventually scored. And 
I'm going to give credit to Coach Hammock and Coach Eisenhuis because it's very easy to abort your game plan when you're down 28 points, especially at home, in the home opener, after one of the biggest wins in, I won't say in program history, but in recent history at NIU, and for sure the biggest win in the Coach Hammock era. You want to come out and, and be strong. And from the very beginning, it was very apparent that Wyoming was the more physical team. They were the bigger team and they were the stronger team, but they weren't the faster team. We weren't able to really take advantage of that until late in the game. Harrison Whaley broke off a 75 yarder kid played phenomenal out of his mind. And, and Clint Rakovich too. I mean, three touchdowns play a little bit of wildcat quarterback. You see, you see him do a little bit of everything each week. And it's just great to see, the guys be able to rally. Obviously you want to be able to finish those games. And, you know, if we don't put ourselves in such a hole in the first half down 18, 28 to 10, it's a totally different game. If we're even down 28 to 17 or 28 to 13, it's still a little bit different. Obviously later in the game, we had to go for two point conversions, which was what it was. I don't think we converted any of them. Uh, Richardson was money from, I believe it was recorded as a 46 yarder. So I said from the parking lot on the Twitter, but it, it was a good kick. So Isaiah Nair, there was really no answer for him. He had a 33 yard touchdown catch, a 19 yard touchdown catch, and then a five yard run. The defense has a lot. There's a lot left to be desired on that defense. Well, that's a knee jerk reaction. I, I won't, overreact too hard to it but but there is a serious issue where you know if we play a team that has the size that Wyoming has and what they brought to the table today and let me let me pull up uh let me pull up their roster to see you know how big some of their guys up front we're talking we're talking about are but just to give you guys I guess you would say a preface so all four or all five of their offensive linemen are over 300 pounds and all but five of their backups, with the one exception being Mana Tamani, Taimani, bad, bad pronunciation guy, are also over 300 pounds. And on our defensive line, we have Michael Kennedy, who's 229, still plays well. Devontae O'Malley, 273. James Esser at 286. And Ray Thomas at 281. So at any given position, you're given – okay, so here, take this. Antonio Velasquez, whether you take Antonio Velasquez or Frank Crum, they are 85 pounds over what Michael Kennedy is. And you got to beat him with speed and you got to beat him with finesse, finesse and, and different ways. But it was a simple matchup of this was a team that was just bigger than us and more physical than us. And there's not much that you can do about that. And to see the way they hung, uh, well, not necessarily hung for the whole game, but to see the way they battled and to make it a game at the end has to leave you feeling at least confident going into conference play. Cause I know Michigan is next week. I haven't even looked at anything for next week. We're still on, on Wyoming, but I'm sure everyone is, is kind of clamoring about going to play another power five on the road in front of, I believe the biggest stadium in the entire United States, over a hundred thousand people uh, will be there and it's going to be a hectic environment. Obviously, you can't expect to go into that game like as confident as you would have been after a win. Okay. And we didn't win today and there's positives to take away from it. 
I would have liked to see more of Miles Joyner. Liam played well today. He had a nice catch in the first quarter, some nice pancakes out there blocking. Uh, Tyrese played well. There was a drop late in the game uh, from Tyrese, and you can't hang your head on that. I mean, if some asshole wants to say that's the reason why we lost this game, you just don't know football. But, I mean, the, the kid comes to play every day. Uh, today he finished with – yeah, he had five catches for 40 yards. Cole actually played phenomenal today. He had a huge – it was either a third or fourth down catch. He was six for 72 with a long of 15. And then shout-out to friend of the program as well, Trayvon Rudolph with a 40-yarder in traffic. Like, one of the nastiest catches I've seen live. And uh, always love to see, you know, people that we've had on the show and even people that we haven't had on the show do great things. So shout out to Trayvon. Great to see that. I saw a nice kick return too from him late in the game that set us up at the 45 yard line, but we weren't able to capitalize and get the touchdown late to tie it up. Three interceptions today from Rocky Lombardi. And to be honest, uh, yeah, in the late interception, I mean, I guess it was his fault, but it was a super athletic play. He was trying to hit it, you know, a dig, an in route on one of the receivers. I don't even remember who it was. I'd have to look back and see. And he throws the pass, and this this linebacker just like jumps up and somehow comes away with it. It was like very JJ Watt esque, and it was like on the line of scrimmage too. So it was a wild play to see. He brings it back to the house, and that was when like, you know, that was when the wheels had officially fallen off. That was forty two to sixteen, and that was. Six minutes and three seconds left, or give or take. I don't know how they how they do this on the sheet. I'll have to ask next week when I go. Either way, give or take about halfway through the third quarter. And then, boom, Harrison Whaley to start the fourth, 75-yarder. Boom, Harrison Whaley, 14-yard rush after a, uh, after a Ray Thomas fumble recovery. And Ray played great today. He was in the press conference. Um, it was great to see him and see him play well and something to look forward to next week uh, against a very, very potent Michigan offense. Clint, obviously, was the guy who put us ahead 43-42. And football is a game of inches. It's a game of margins. And, you know, if we were in a better position, I guess this is where I was going with the two-point conversion point earlier, is had we not have been in a position to have to go for two earlier in the game, at that point it could have been 45-42 us, but – we obviously didn't get the stop, and it was uh, it was third down. It was ugly. Chambers takes it for a nine-yard touchdown rush, and the way I look at it was an all-out not blitz, but every we sold out to one side, and he does the naked boot. And there was really no one home, and that was the touchdown that put him ahead. Um, a valiant effort to try and, and go down and tie the game. Obviously, like I said, Tyree should never hang his head on that. It was unfortunate. Again, shouldn't have even been in that situation. But you know, NIU drops this one 50-43 against Wyoming. We had in the Michigan week 1-1, one one, 500 going up against Michigan. They play tonight against Washington. So – We'll see what happens. Washington lost week one. Michigan was able to, to absolutely demolish Western Michigan, which I didn't expect. I would have expected a closer game. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this team bounces back next week. 
a win would be like the most insane thing you could possibly ask for, but a competitive game nonetheless. And just a, a progression moving forward, going into to main week where at the very worst, we should be looking at a 500 team going into conference play, which means you only need four wins in conference play to be bowl eligible. And as much as I'd like for us to win the Mac this year, it's obviously still very possible. It wasn't the most uh, sought after thing. Like let's, let's build this. Let's at least get to six and six. Let's at least qualify for a bowl and play some meaningful postseason football for our seniors that stayed, uh, that stayed for the COVID year. They were there for the 0-6 year, all that. It, it means a lot. Don't get too down on this team. It was unfortunate. But one thing I will say is the fans were there today. It wasn't a full crowd, but there was a lot of people there. Capacity, uh, it wasn't listed on the on – the, oh, attendance, uh, 11,000. 11,334. So about about 50%. And it was loud. Band did their thing. Cheer team did their thing. Dance team did their thing. Everybody. It was uh, a great day to be a Husky. You would have wanted to come away with a victory, but unfortunately we didn't. Uh, we didn't really have an answer for the offensive attack of Wyoming until the fourth quarter. And then obviously we needed it one more time. Weren't able to get it. But real quick, uh, this Tuesday, we'll, we're going to be back at Fatty's. So second show of the season, a little pregame of Michigan, a little postgame of Wyoming, and then obviously we're going to be joined by some guests. So this week we're going to be joined by Fatty-sponsored athlete and quarterback Rocky Lombardi, and then Fatty-sponsored athlete and running back Clint Rakovich, super back athlete, Mr. Do-It-All guy, had three touchdowns today. Uh Coach Hammock couldn't have been more right about the kid. Uh, I would I would assume he would be in the Senior Bowl this season. There was a Senior Bowl scout, at least I had seen, there was a, a pass set aside on the, the seating layout when I was in the elevator. So maybe they were there to see Tyrese. Maybe they were there to see Clint. Maybe they were there to see them both. But they were in the house today, and Clint balled out, and so did Tyrese. So I can only imagine the invite is imminent. Uh, for players of the game, offensively, it's very close. Numbers-wise, you got to give it to to Harrison Whaley, but I'm going to give it to the running back room as a whole. So Harrison and Clint. So in total, between Harrison and Clint, 32 carries, five touchdowns, and a net of 242 yards. So can't ask for much more from, from your two top backs and played out of their mind today. And Harrison had like 10 yards at the half. So all of that was second half yardage. Uh, Clint looked good out of the wildcat formation, Mr. Quarterback today. And I really liked at the end of the game, uh, they called it off because either Wyoming or we called the timeout and it was Clint and Aaron Collins. And that is a scary sight for linebackers and defensive ends alike. Messiah Travis had a nice 21 yard catch today. Offensive side of the ball. We're wrapping it up for the offensive MVPs with Harrison Whaley and Clint Rakovich for this week. So on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with my two MVPs, and that's going to be Nick Routine at the linebacker position, six solo, five assisted, 11 total. And on the defensive line, we're going to go Ray Thomas. So Ray Thomas finishes with six total tackles, two solo, four assisted, and a fumble recovery. And 
one of those tackles was a TFL, a huge TFL on a third down to get a stop. And and he was the momentum man in the fourth quarter for that defense. But yeah, we'll go with tandem MVPs this week. Offensive side of the ball, Harrison Whaley and Clint Rakovich. Defensive side of the ball, Ray Thomas and Nick Rateen. Special teams, I'm going to go Matt Ference. Although John Richardson did make a, a nice field goal today, there was two mishaps that you just cannot have in a back-and-forth game, and, and there was you know, two kicks that sailed out of bounds. It is what it is. You've got to move forward from it. I'm, I'm sure the kid will bounce back next week and keep them all in play against Michigan, and I'm sure we're going to count on him to, to make some very ruckus and hectic field goals uh, in a very wild environment. So, you know, those guys are always, always, always working. Eric Abrell included perfect snaps all day today. And uh, no, nothing got blocked. So there's positives and there's negatives, but I'm sure those guys will get back to the drawing board. Matt Ferentz was able to flip the field nicely for us. Onward we go. Uh, there was no victory today, so we won't be celebrating tonight. And, <laughs> of course, I mean, I know you guys don't care, but I'm also a Notre Dame fan, and we were, we were all poking for – I don't know if anyone else knows up there that I'm a Notre Dame fan, but we were talking about it, and as we were leaving to go down for the press conference, Notre Dame's down 16-14, to 14, they come back. So I just had a uh, – a very long day being a football fan, and the Bears haven't even played a snap yet. They play tomorrow night. That's probably going to be hectic. But NIU gave it everything they got today. And in a loss, I couldn't be more proud of them. But it would have been so much more sweet to say, hey, we came back from down four touchdowns and won it. But we're on to Michigan. We're on to Tuesday at Fatty's at you know at 6 p.m. with Clint Rakovich and, and Rocky Lombardi, Fatty-sponsored athletes. And we'll be back. Uh, I'm confident in this team, seeing a lot of great things. Um, you know, moving forward, you would hope that they're able to close out those type of games that they're in those situations. But it's the progression of this team. And the ball quite literally didn't go our way. The two interceptions early for Rocky were, were both tip passes. Uh, one was like a, I guess you would say one was like a drop slash tip uh, that he threw to Cole. And then the other one was just tipped up. It was picked. There was one play, though, where it was tipped up and Rocky almost caught it, and that would have been awesome to see. But he said, I don't want no smoke. There's been too many passes that have been just chilling in the air for people to play with. We're batting this down. So Rocky turned into a DB real quick uh, to get that ball to the ground. But, yeah, like I said, Huskies dropped this one 50 to 43. Uh, we'll be back with, I would say, probably, I guess we're going to be rolling four episodes because, we're you know, you factor in. There's going to be a live show next week, uh, and that will be available in podcast form. Don't forget, if you're available, get out and come see us. It was a pretty nice crowd last week, and and honestly, it was it was so much fun uh, getting to know Liam because I haven't interviewed Liam, and and just seeing my guy Braden talking football with him. It's always great, and seeing him play well out there today as well. All the love in the world for those guys, um, for everything they do, uh, for the brand Huskies on Tap, for the brand fatties you know the sponsored athletes and and everything they do for the school man so we look forward to seeing you guys out on tuesday at fatties with fatty sponsored athletes rocky lombardi and clint rakovich but we got nothing else for you guys today we look forward to uh, a slew of episodes with uh, new guests uh during the the media portion i guess you would say so it'll be kind of a twofer that'll come out on thursday with the michigan preview i don't know who those guests will be that kind of gets dropped on me uh, the night before. So maybe I'll do 
I'll do a little of uh, of teasing at the live show. So maybe you got to get out there to find out who's going to be on for the pregame. But like I said, this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. My name is Brandon Suarez, and I can be followed at BDON300. Our main account on Instagram and Twitter could be followed at Huskies on Tap. I will be out in Ann Arbor next weekend. Um, I anticipate I'll be leaving at some point during the morning on Friday. So uh, I'll probably be a nerd and, and, a, and a tourist and go check out the campus and everything uh, Friday night and, and afternoon when I get out there. But if you, if you can get out there, man, we need your support, guys and girls, everyone included, uh, to root on this team. And I commend uh, those of you that listen to this show that were in attendance today and, and those of you that don't listen to the show or it's your first episode listening to the show in, in attendance today because the crowd did make a difference. It was loud in there. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. My head was about to explode not being able to cheer for those guys uh, making the plays, but, you know, it's part of the transition I'm in, uh, trying to be professional with it. And on those away games, you better believe I'm rooting with every uh, every ounce in my vocal cords, as you guys saw last week, for those guys to be successful. So it was a great game to witness. If it, if uh, we were playing NCAA 14, it would have been would have been an instant classic, you if you would. But on to Michigan. We'll see you guys out at Fatties on Tuesday, and make sure to tune in, subscribe rate and review and uh, we appreciate you as always but this was huskies on tap presented to you by fatty's pub and grill and brought to you by on tap sportsnet again i'm your host brandon suarez and you can follow me on twitter at bdon 300 our main accounts can be followed on instagram and twitter at huskies on tap we'll be back with you guys on tuesday in person at fatty's please join us and go huskies yeah i got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping magic I got drink living lips. In the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. Dirt, dirt. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Tell put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.